opportunity that we have, Lord, to come together and just to sit at your feet, Lord, and seek you, God. And Father, I just pray, Lord, for just a fresh anointing, Lord, upon this message, Lord. I just ask you, Lord, just to fill my words with the weight of your glory and presence, Lord, and, and open up our spiritual eyes, ears, our hearts. Help us be receptive to receive whatever it is, whether it's right out of directly out of this message or just by your spirit that you're speaking to us help us to receive all you have for us tonight impart to us holy spirit whatever's on the father's heart in jesus name everybody said amen, amen. hallelujah um how many of you know some good things take some waiting <laughs> um you know when people ethan's about to get married in a couple weeks like three weeks woohoo um, they've been, um, dating for a couple years now and, and, and known each other since birth <laughs> and, um, engaged for about a year, over a year, right? And so good things take some waiting sometimes, and sometimes it's hard to wait, right? And, um, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, God wants us to wait for some things and he's teaching us to have patience and to rest while we're in that waiting process. Um, and I just something the Lord's just been showing me is that a lot of the body of Christ um, is burdened down or have, you know, carrying heavy burdens of whatever they're going through in this world or whatever the world's going through, um, whether it be tragedy or whether it be things, promises that they're waiting on God for. Um, but they're, they're, weighed down with heavy burdens and cares. And we know what God's word says in 1 Peter 5, 8. He says, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. So God doesn't want us to be weighed down with these cares, with these burdens. And um, even if it's things that we desire that are good things, sometimes we get almost like burdened with them. Um, it's a, On one hand, it's a good thing. But on the other hand, if we're weighed down to where it's like making us you know, like heavy about it, then um, we're taking on something in our own strength and that should not be. And so God just been teaching me a lot, a lot about this this last few weeks. Um, and I, um, while I was in prayer about a week ago, I saw um, something really random. Um, I had a little vision and it was of a Frisbee. I didn't throw the Frisbee, but, but it was of a Frisbee in the air and then, and then it was joined with another Frisbee and they were just hovering and um, I looked into it a little bit, and I just looked up Frisbee, and it just symbolizes throwing cares into the wind. And I thought, that's interesting because of 1 Peter 5, 8, to cast your care. And that's what you do with a Frisbee, is you cast it. I've never before had a vision of a Frisbee. But um, then the Lord started to speak to me about it. You know, how many of you know that your father knows what you have need of before you ask? He also knows what you're going through. He also knows what you desire, um, maybe even how you might try to take that into your own hands, the things that you desire. And God doesn't want, we, we've been made co-labors together with him. He doesn't want us to take on something on our own. Even if it's something that he said to do in the word, we're not to accomplish it in our own strength. It's all supposed to be by the spirit and by his power and by his direction, Amen. And so I asked the Lord, what does this he means? You know, why are you showing me a Frisbee? Because I'm in the middle of prayer. His presence is in my room and I see a Frisbee. Like what in the world does that have to do with anything spiritual? Right. But I knew it was God because it was just too random. Um, I asked the Lord what it meant. And he said, allow the wind of the spirit to take you. It will take you places that 
in the spirit that I want you to go. And then he said, Zechariah 4, 6 to me. He said, it's not by might and it's not by power. This is what the Lord said to Zerubbabel. He said, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. So God wants us to accomplish things in the spirit or to accomplish things that we desire in our hearts or to accomplish, you know, um, defeating the enemy or whatever it might be that we're faced with, but not by our own strength. He wants us to depend on him. He made us co-labors together with him. And this is the interesting thing that he's teaching us, is by laboring, he doesn't mean what we think of as natural laboring. He doesn't want you going out and like, um, I was digging dirt this week, like with a, with a uh, shovel. Um, where was Clayton? He was on the couch. No, I was kidding. <laughs> he was working and I was outside working on, you know, like planting and stuff like that. But I was actually physically laboring. When we think laboring, we think of that. We think of digging. We think of, you know, going to work. We think of that kind of thing. But this is not what God's asking us to do. He's asking us to labor by resting in him. Um, so it's not by, it's not the way you think, in other words. It's not by your might. It's not by your power or what you can accomplish. But it's by the spirit of God. So God wants us to relax. When you throw a Frisbee, it's like the minute you cast it, you no longer have hands on. No longer are you responsible for where it goes. You, you don't know where the wind's going to take it, but you just simply cast it. And that's literally the picture of casting your cares on the Lord. So often when we cast our care on the Lord, we're like, okay, by the way, make sure it goes to there. Make sure it does this, you know. But that's not what that's not what casting your care is like. Committing it to the Lord and trusting that He can direct it, that He can make things work out for your good. And so, so the Lord has been talking to me about relax and rest. And He said to relax is to rely upon the wind of the Spirit to rest in his presence and rely. I love that you sang that song because really sitting at the feet of Jesus and waiting on him in that sort of way, just getting into his presence just to sit there at his feet is exactly what he's talking about, is resting in his presence so that he's taking your care and he is leading and guiding your footsteps and he is doing with the, by the wind of the spirit what it is he wants to do in you or through you. Um, so when we let go or when we cast our care upon the Lord, what you do is you say, Lord, I give you complete control to lead and guide and direct my life or my steps. He'll give us the answers and show us which path to take while we're there at the feet of Jesus. While we're, so to say, resting, but really that's the kind of work that God wants us to do. It seems like it doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> he uses the foolish things of men to confound the wise. He's, he's like trying to teach us to relax from our own labors because it's not going to be anything that we could have done. It's not by our might or by our power. But when we're sitting at the feet of Jesus and resting in his presence, he empowers us from that point to do what it is he wants us to do or to accomplish what it is he wants to accomplish, or he'll direct your footsteps from that point of what to do or how to do it so that 
his yoke is easy and his burdens light so that you don't toil in your own strength or your own ideas or your own abilities. So um, he told me, he said, it's when you rest and wait upon me that you have encounters with me and that I show you things to come. If we're so busy, do you ever notice that when you're busy, like, I mean, it could be totally normal things, you know, your job and, and um, children and, you know, gardening or, or whatever the things your day fills up with. Sometimes when we don't take the time to rest or sit at the feet of Jesus or to read our Bible um, or to spend time in prayer, um, there's many other things that people could be doing, but some of us come to glory culture, be just simply it's resting and sitting at the feet of Jesus, um, making time for that. We could do a million other things, but we're making time because if we don't quiet ourselves and rest and sit at the feet of Jesus, we might miss something. Because if we don't sit at the feet of Jesus, whether that be at home or at glory culture or in your car when you're praying in the spirit or whatever it might be, but if you're not making time to spend time with him to rest, then you're going to wear down because you're going to be doing things in your own power. Who's been there before? I think we all have. Where, do you ever, um, as a parent, um, or maybe an employer, <laughs> or maybe just a worker, whatever, but... Um, you come to that last straw, you know, like, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back kind of thing where it's like all of a sudden your temper's set off or, or you know, you've reached, you know, wit's end, people say, or whatever. Um, you find out that if that happens to you, that means that you're operating in your own strength. Because God's grace is sufficient for you and his strength is made perfect in your weakness. But where do you get that strength? Isaiah 40, 28 through 31, those who wait upon the Lord, he renews their strength. They'll soar high on wings as eagles. They'll run and not grow weary, and they'll walk and not faint. So if we come to the end of ourselves and we're at wit's end and we're responding in a, in a rude way and, and we're, you know, doing this and that, then we are struggling in our own strength, and that means that we're not doing the one thing that God's asking us to do is wait, rest, be still in my presence. He says in Matthew eleven twenty nine through 30, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and my burden that I give is light. So if we'll wait at the feet of Jesus and rest and just wait for it, wait for that, that grace and strength, wait for that impartation of whatever it is he wants to give you that day. If we'll just rest and wait for it, then it's like you're exchanging your workload for his workload. And his workload is easy, and his burden is light. We don't want to be, you know, bearing our own burdens. We don't want to be bearing the burdens of this world. God already took all that, but it's up to us. It's up to us. It's in the resting and in the waiting upon God that our strength is renewed. And sometimes um, you might not feel anything. You might not see anything, okay? But you're just simply acting in faith that God says in James 4, 8, Draw close to me, and I will draw close to you. Or Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. Wait upon me, and I will renew your strength. 
and you'll soar high or you'll run and not grow weary. So God says, it's in resting and waiting upon me that I strengthen you. It's in the rest that I teach you and lead you and guide you. So what he told me, he said, his definition of rest is yielding to me for me to take you my way. In the process, you're not trying to get something. You're waiting and sitting at the feet of Jesus, just ministering to him, just loving him, just worshiping him. And he's, re he's releasing an impartation of grace, of strength, maybe of wisdom, of knowledge, of whatever it is that he knows that you have need of before you ask. So whatever it is that you need, you're, you start to receive from him. Simply because you're sitting at his feet, you're receiving an impartation from the Lord. And then he leads and guides you. And it's, it's that's how you start stepping in and walking in his yoke is easy and his burdens light. And I'm joking about Clayton. He does a lot. <laughs> um, he's the one who is doing all the, the heavy lifting with the, with the wood chips or mulch and all that. I couldn't do that. Um, it would be one, yeah. I love you. <laughs> um, the word rest... The, the definition, the, the Webster's Dictionary, rest means to cease from work or movement. And this is the word, this is the word that the Lord told the disciples, wait or rest. Wait until. Rest until. Cease movement until. So the actual definition of rest means to cease from work or movement in order to relax to refresh oneself, or to recover strength. Isn't it interesting that he told the disciples in Acts to wait, or you could say to rest in the upper room, wait in Jerusalem, cease from your works, cease from your labors, and your trying to do things in your own power, but rest and wait, and minister to me, and worship me, and sit at my feet, until you receive power. Where are we going to get that from? We're going to get that from sitting in his presence. And there's an impartation that happens. He says it in Isaiah 40. He says, you who wait upon the Lord, you'll get your strength renewed. That's what happened to them on the day of Pentecost. Their strength was renewed by an impartation after days of waiting upon the Lord. Seeking God and ceasing from work in their own ability, in their own power. We all said we've come to wit's end at some point or another where we start snapping at people or start getting irritated at work or snapping at our spouse or, you know, blaming somebody for this or that. I'm guilty. Then it means it's time to get into God's presence. It's time you better go back to the refill station. Has anybody ever run out of gas? I've done it. I think at least two times, and um, oh, across the street from a gas station. At least I didn't only had to walk across the street, but then you had to buy the gas can and all that. And if I would only have gone and filled up before it was totally empty. You know how many people run spiritually empty with just like, just before the E, before they go get refilled, and maybe when they go get refilled, it's just like mm, $2 worth. <laughs> you know, give God 10 minutes, 20 minutes. 
That's not enough. We know $2 isn't going to get us two blocks right now. Why do we think a two-hour service is going to get us through the whole entire week? Our refill station isn't just church. It's sitting at the feet of Jesus. It's conversing with him. It's fellowshipping with him. It's getting in his word. It's allowing him time enough to sit at his feet and renew our strength. Enough time of reading his word to where an impartation comes. Where a, a rhema word, a word comes alive to you and it's like, that's what he's saying to me today. Because I know we've all read the word from time to time and felt like we didn't receive anything. I'm not alone. I know I'm not. You're not supposed to stop then. You're supposed to keep reading until he speaks to you something by his spirit. And that is your daily bread, what you're supposed to meditate on, chew on, and, and allow him to teach you about. I'm just going to read it here, Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. Have you not known, have you not heard that the everlasting Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he doesn't faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And those who have no might, he increases strength. So this is our refill station, and it's available all the time. Even youths, no matter your age, even youths can get tired and weary, and young men can fall, fall in exhaustion when they're working in their own strength. But those, young or old, but those who will wait upon the Lord. What is another word for wait? Rest. Be still. Sitting at the feet of Jesus. Those who wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And he tells the disciples, and he told me, just wait for it. Are you patient enough? Because it takes patience to sit and wait. The Oh, man. And I'm sure we've all been here, too. But fast food nowadays, you know, it's like it says 60 minutes or, or 60 seconds, I should say. If we were to wait 60 minutes, we would be angry, right? I think some people get angry after, like, having to wait, like, three cars in front of them, like, it's taking too long. <laughs> this is the society we're in. We want fast food, and the fast food doesn't come spiritually. Just doesn't. And God says, just wait for it. And that's the word tonight is just wait for it. Be still long enough to wait for that, that daily bread. Be still long enough to get refilled with his presence and with his glory. So that you can be like Isaiah 40, soar high, run and not grow weary, walk and not faint, not get to that point where you're at wit's end treating everybody around you like junk. It's not supposed to be the case. We should be able to walk in the God kind of love, and that's only going to come if your strength is renewed and you're putting your flesh down. And it does take putting your flesh down to stay and wait until you've been filled. It does take putting your flesh down to stay and wait. Why? Because our minds are programmed to think fast food. That we have a big, long to-do list. If you have a big, long to-do list, then you need to wake up a little earlier to spend time with the Lord then. Or stay up a little later to spend time with the Lord. Ask him where it is that you're supposed to be spending time with him. Uh, for me, it's been different times for different seasons. But 
ask him to show you where if you feel like you're so busy. Because there is a lot of downtime than you realize. He'll start showing you where you're on your phone for an hour, <laughs> where you're on the computer, where you're watching TV. He'll start showing you all this stuff that you don't want to remove, where there's time for him. But if you don't want to be weary, if you don't want to be struggling and striving um, in life, if you don't want to be downcast and heavy and burdened, then we need to go to the feet of Jesus. We need to spend time with him in waiting and in prayer and in worship and in, in studying his word until we get that filling or that daily bread. Because that's how our strength is renewed. So what he had started talking to me about is, um, you know, because we can get into the works even when we're trying to um, accomplish something spiritual, even if we desire something spiritual, we can get into our own works, our own labor to try to achieve that. Even by, like we'll say, logging in with reading the word or check, you know, praying, check, you know, like trying to do like a to-do list. That's not how you spend time with God. You let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you, and when you're full, you'll know. And when you've received a word from God while you're reading the word, you'll know. Because it, it, it hits you and it, it's alive. His word's alive. Amen. Um, and the Lord just brought this to me because he was saying basically that if you will cast your cares, if you will allow the wind of my spirit to lead you and guide you, then it'll be on his strength. You know, he'll be directing your footsteps. And it's in this place when you're waiting on me that, and this is true, that this is the only place that I ever receive an impartation or a word or a vision or a revelation or anything is when I'm resting and waiting on him. It's, it's I'd say maybe one or two times in, in, in the last 25 years have I gotten something while I was super busy with the kids or super busy, you know, with whatever stuff I wanted to do. It was when I was spending time and purposing to spend time with him that I received new strength, new wisdom, new revelation. And so the Lord's showing me this. If you desire and you hunger and thirst after the things of the Spirit or even just desire strength to live life and, and, and be led and guided by the Spirit, then you're going to find it in that same spot at his feet, in his throne room. The Lord showed me Jacob... Um, when he was at Bethel, he was resting. He was sleeping. He had laid down to cease from his own works. And that's when he encountered God. That's when he had that heavenly encounter. In Genesis 28, 11 and 12, it says, And when he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set, taking a stone. I, I can't even imagine my pillow is so squishy taking a stone to put it under his head to lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which a stairway that led from resting on earth went to heaven, reaching heaven, and angels of God were ascending and descending on it. So he has this encounter with God, and it was in that place of rest. It wasn't just the location. It wasn't just because of who he is. It was because he was in a state of rest. And the Lord just showing us that this is where, and I'm not just talking about when you lay down your head to sleep. 
Some of you are gifted in dreams, so don't think that you should be sleeping all the time. <laughs> um, some of us have the gifting, and that is where God speaks to us the most. But think about it. Maybe because we're so busy often that that's also where he might only be able to speak to us. And we don't want that to be, I'm serious, we don't want that to be the case because that's the only place that we are at rest and spending time with him. Because our spirits are always in communication with God. God created us for fellowship, and so we're fellowshipping with God. Um, but if we would do it purposefully, we could receive things with knowing. You know, I know we dream like all the time, and most of the time we don't remember it. And somebody can probably do a better study on that than me. But when God gives a dream that he wants you to remember, he'll make it stick out to you. But if we would just simply rest on purpose, like spend time in worship. Actually, the Lord told me um, last night, today, that I was supposed to worship, that I would receive a greater acceleration in, in worship. And so I just let his, you know, let him lead and guide my footsteps, and I did that. But God wants to direct our footsteps. He knows which path is the right path and which path is going to accelerate us and which path is going to get us to this point or that point or which path is going to renew our strength or encourage us or get us to see um, clearly what it is he's showing us. So it was, I'm assuming he was traveling, Jacob. He was busy. And so finally, he puts himself at a state of rest, and boom, he has an encounter with God. And God starts to speak to him. In Hebrews 4.10, he says, For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. So God's really describing this to us so we understand God's rest is you ceasing from trying to make something happen, like grow a church scheme or um, grow a business scheme or whatever it might be, because God has a plan that's even better than man's plan. Now, there can be a God-ordained plan, but you're going to get it from the throne room of God. From a state of rest, you couldn't have come up with it on your own. Kind of like the, the parking lot pledge. I don't think that way. I don't think business-like. I don't think that way. But I was in the presence of God, and I like, it's like I woke up, and boom, I had this, this plan of how God wanted to do it. So that's how God wants us to receive from him, is he wants us to cease from our works. Stop trying to do something in your own strength. You're going to read the word, yes, but you're not going to do it as a work. You're going to do it because you love God and you want to hear his, him speak to you. Uh, you're going to pray in the spirit, but not to log in eight hours. Praying in the spirit is good, yes, and sowing to the spirit, yes, you reap of the spirit. But what's the agenda? Your heart needs to be right. It needs to be because you want to fellowship with God, not because you want to log hours, because you want to walk in power. The heart has to be right. The purpose of it has to be fellowship with the Lord. Seek after him, and he will be found by you. And, and God wants us to spend time with him. He wants us to worship him. But we shouldn't have an agenda about it. We should, just because we love him, we're going to wait on him. 
We're going to, what is waiting? You're waiting, when you wait at a doctor's office, you're waiting for an appointment, aren't you? You know, when you're waiting at an appointment um, to, to meet, you know, a business per person or whatever, you're waiting there for an appointment, for a plan, for a, fellow, a, a time of communication. So if you are spending time with God and you have not yet gotten today's communication, then you haven't gotten filled. You want to wait for it. Wait till you receive that word. Wait till you get the, the go-ahead. Okay, you've received what you came for today. And here's the thing is, I mean, the time will differ, but as you purpose to do this, as you purpose to spend time with God for him to refill you, you know, sometimes you get into God's presence and it's instantaneous. Like sometimes we come into church service and it's like, boom, God's presence is here so powerfully. And sometimes it takes a little bit of extra waiting, a little bit of extra pressing in. And that's the case personally as well. It takes a little bit of reading extra before you receive that word sometimes. Or sometimes you open it up and he tells you exactly where to turn. And it's exactly what you need to hear. So it differs, but we need to be ready. Just wait for it is what he's saying. Um, I was spending time with the Lord this last week. And I had a vision of myself sitting at the throne room of God. I had this unique vision. And it was like an ocean was coming up behind me. The, the waves were coming up behind me and just almost hitting my feet. And what do you think of when you, when you think of um, an ocean? You can tell me. Home relaxing. <laughs> you think of, you know, animals. You think of calm relaxing. You think of R&R. &R, you think of vacation, right? Um, you know, you think of ceasing. You're usually going to the ocean, going to a beach, not to work hard. You're, you're going there to relax. And if you purpose, you're going there to receive. And it was interesting that I was at the throne of Jesus, but yet the ocean was there. I'm thinking about my flowers right now, how drenched they're getting <laughs> that I just planted. R&R, &R, vacation. So I'm sitting at the throne room of Jesus, and yet the ocean is right there. And he was saying, this is the place of rest. This is the place of R&R. &R, and this is the place that you wait upon me, and I renew your strength. Again, Matthew 11.30, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give is light. He said, what we need to realize is if we find ourselves toiling or with a lack of peace, we've stepped over into our own strength. That's not the place that his yoke is easy and his burdens light. Because he gives grace and strength to live life or to do the things that he's called you to do. So if you're becoming uh, filled with stress, anxiety, overwhelmingness, burden, if you're getting into any of that, it's because you're doing something in your own strength. And you're going to have to just go wait upon the Lord. You're going to have to cast some cares possibly upon the Lord because he cares for you. He doesn't want you toiling. He doesn't want us any of us toiling, and even especially concerning spiritual things. Remember, we're doing it because we love him. We're not logging hours. We're doing it because we love him. We're sitting at his feet, reading his word, worshiping him. Uh, sitting and being still in his presence. And he, when we do it with the right motives, he's renewing our strength 
We're sowing to the spirit. We're reaping of the spirit. We're drawing near to him and he's drawing near to us. He said to me, he said, I want you to seek me like never before. I'm like, okay. You know, I'm always ready to do it. And he says, by resting in me like never before. <laughs> but this is interesting what he's been doing. He says, he says, by resting in me like never before. He says, you're not trying to get, but yet you will receive what I have to give. Isn't that good? So I'm going to say it over again. He says, I want you to seek me, and this is for everybody. I want you to seek me like never before by resting in me like never before. But remember, you're not trying to get, but yet you will receive what I have to give. So you're not there to try to get, but just an automatic by sitting at the feet of Jesus, by being in his presence, you're going to be filled with his glory. You're going to be filled with his power. You're going to be filled with his grace and his strength to do life or to do his service. You're going to be receiving all that you need. He's going to renew your strength. And yes, we have the knowledge of that. As we draw close to God, he draws close to us. As we sow to the spirit, we reap of the spirit, Right? As we read the word, you know, we're, we're gaining, you know, faith. Like, we have this knowledge, but, and, and we're going to do it for those things, but yet not with the ambition that I want to be, you're just because you love him. Because I want to know you more, Lord. Because I want to please you more, Lord. You know? Did you guys get that? I saw, and I'm just really giving you, like, the gist of my last week here, so... It was interesting that God was telling me to rest on the week that, did you notice I didn't preach Wednesday? My Friday service got canceled, and then Sunday I didn't preach. So it was actually a week of technical rest for me, but yet God was downloading to me, rest. <laughs> Be still. Cease from your work. And in my ceasing from work, I was resting in his presence. That was me resting, and he was teaching me about it. And in one time with the Lord, I saw a whirlwind but what's in the middle, they call it the eye of the storm, in the middle of a whirlwind is peace. And, and um, I looked up whirlwind, and actually the Lord spoke to me. He says, the portal's getting bigger. <sighs> That's good. But he said, he said, he wants to move me or you or all of us from glory to glory, but he said we must be willing to wait upon him and to keep waiting. What do I mean? Okay, I mean, this last week, and this is aside from this, but this last week, I, w I think I told you guys um, a Sunday or two ago, um, actually, so that was a couple weeks ago, I'm spending time with the Lord, and if I drink coffee in the morning, I have to go to the bathroom a whole bunch. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and I have to get back up, go back in, and get back up, and go back into God's presence, and just until all the coffee's gone, Okay after having children, after having children, it happens. But anyways, so coffee does that to you. I should just stop, stop drinking the coffee in the morning. But <laughs> um, I could have given up after the fifth time. And I had been with the Lord for about an hour or so. But remember what he said, I want you to move from glory to glory, but you must be willing to wait on me and keep waiting. At this point, I hadn't received a daily bread, I haven't received, like, the okay from the Holy Spirit, like, I got what I came for. And I wanted something. 
you know? I, I'm not, I remember we're not spending time to get, but yet I wanted breakthrough. I, I knew that I was coming to receive an infilling, a knowing from the Lord because it's his word, you know? And so I persisted in his presence. I went back for more. And this is exactly what he's talking about. And then I had major breakthrough where all of a sudden I saw myself at the throne room of Jesus and two angels come and started putting this white robe on me and putting a golden sash on me and a golden crown. And I said, what am I getting ready for? This was as, as real as, um, like a really, really vivid dream, I'll say. Okay, so it was like I was almost dreaming, but yet I was kind of alert. And I'm engaging, and I said, what am I getting ready for? And they said, you're about to have a meal with the king. Now, had I not waited and then waited some more, I wouldn't have had that encounter. And this is what God's talking about. You know, some of us are only at the point of coming to church Sunday, and you guys are here on a Wednesday. Some of us are refilling on Monday through Friday by spending time with God. And we need to be because there's always more to get. There's always more of God to be had. And the more time we spend waiting in his presence and loving on him, the more of, of himself we get filled with. The more grace, the more strength, the more power that we'll, we'll walk in. And so the Lord says, I want you to move from glory to glory, but you must be willing to wait on me. But then he said, and keep waiting. And that's what I did. I tapped into the more. And um, it's happened again a few times, and it seems like God's teaching me this, like, don't just go for the, the status quo. Don't just go for your typical, okay, I have a logged, you know, one hour or whatever at this point. Like, ask the Lord where my time is with you because I, I desire more. And then wait. Um, I looked up whirlwind in a, in a Bible um, interpretation thing. And it says, to stay in the eye of the storm, you keep your eyes focused and you stay in rest and in peace. Isn't that interesting? And that's where I started getting the breakthrough is by staying and waiting in rest and in peace. To rest, remember the Lord says, to rest is to cease from your work. Cease from your own labors. And then to rest and to wait on the Lord is really, you got to have patience. When you're with the Lord and, and, and the disciples were with the Lord, what if they didn't wait that extra day? They got impatient. They wouldn't have received the promise. Yikes. What if I didn't wait that day? And I was like, oh, that was one too many bathroom breaks. <laughs> I'm going to move on with the rest of the day. It's all right. God understands. Yeah, he does, but I wanted more. So I waited more until I got some kind of breakthrough. So, you know, with everything that people go through, with whatever you're facing, whether it be natural or things that you desire spiritually, in James 1, 2 through 4, he says, Brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that it's the testing of your faith and it produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work because then you will be complete, lacking nothing. And in this situation, because I was patient and waited, just wait for it, and I just waited a little longer, I had a breakthrough. I had a time with the Lord that I really, truly desired. 
Let patience have its perfect work, because then you'll be entire, needing nothing. When we get refilled with God and his presence, we don't need anything else. We don't need our own strength. We're simply soaring high on wings as eagles. So let patience have its perfect work. One minister, I'm just going to read what she wrote. She said, the waiting process can be one of the hardest and most frustrating times, but God's word is faithful and true. She said, the Lord showed me that uh, many are finding themselves right now, they're starting to see victory, and you can start to feel the miracle of your promise from God coming, and you're still waiting for it. You can start to see it. And then she says, waiting, wanting, expecting, and sometimes if we don't understand, if we don't get this message, sometimes confused and sometimes even discouraged, like, I'm doing what God said to do, yet I feel like I'm getting nothing. But God just told me, just wait for it. Like, his word is true. He always watches over his word to perform it. So whether it feels like it or not, just keep drawing closer. Just keep waiting on him, and he does follow, he does watch over his word. He will renew your strength. You are headed for breakthrough. You are, are headed for encounter. You are headed for more of God if you're seeking after him with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. But you have to be like the disciples when they waited in the upper room. They just waited until they knew. And that's what we should be doing on a daily basis. Wait and read the word until you know he's spoken to you. Wait and be still and know he is God until you know you feel his presence, until you know he's shown you something or whatever it is that you know, like you got it. Like once I had that time with the Lord, I was like, oh, I got what I came for. And that's how we should be every day. He wants to give us a, you know, not that it's always a, a, a vision or not that it's always an encounter, but something, a, a scripture, a, you know, a, a direction of what you should do today or who you should minister or who you should reach out to today. And it's a, and if we're patient, if we wait and just keep on waiting, um, she says, the Lord will do a swift move. And the whole process of what you've just been walking through begins to make sense. And that's where I believe that I'm at, and I believe that we're, I'm relaying to you tonight, hopefully. Um, it starts to make sense because then you start to realize, like, oh, that was like nothing, even though it felt like so long in the process. It was nothing compared to this glory that I'm experiencing or this, this, this time with the Lord or, or this, this clarity of, of hearing his voice or direction, like this was so worth it. Plan and expect that his word is true. When you go to spend time with him, that he's drawn close to you, that he's given you your daily bread. Just tell him what you're expecting. Lord, I'm expecting to be refilled by you. I'm expecting that my strength is being renewed today. And then just love him. In Hebrews 10.36, he says, For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you will receive the promise. So we need patience while we're doing the will of God. We need not give up. Hebrews 6.12 says, We don't want you to become lazy, in doing what is good. In other words, don't become like bored with seeking the Lord or worshiping him or spending time um, um, praying in the spirit. Or don't become lazy in it and, and give up on it because he says you will reap if you faint not. Another way of saying it is you will reap or you will receive if you wait 
and then just wait a little more. Keep on waiting until you've got what you've been seeking God for. It, it does take patience. But he says, let patience have its perfect work. For then you'll be entire needing nothing. And this could be concerning anything. Whether God's correcting and, and, and you know, building your character or whether God's helping your marriage and, and putting together your family or, or building a job or, or whatever God is directing you in life, you're going to get the wisdom you need at the feet of Jesus. Amen. God desires to see steadfastness, faithfulness, and patience. If somebody, he can only entrust you with something if you're faithful. You don't want to trust somebody with something important if they're not steadfast with following through. And if somebody's, you want a steak dinner, but yet you're only willing to wait a drive-through length of time, then, then just get your fast food. You can go get blessed at church on Sunday morning, and that's about it for the time that you want to wait. But if you want that steak, you want the meat of the word, you want, I'm not saying we don't serve meat here, but I'm just saying that you're going to get more by waiting on the Lord and, and, and studying the word and spending time with the Lord. This is just like a launch pad. And then you're supposed to walk it out. You're supposed to soar it out or whatever, you know, run, run the race for the Lord. God desires steadfastness, faithfulness, and patience. The promise of the Holy Spirit took the disciples having patience in waiting in God's presence and ministering to the Lord. They, wait, they came together and they ministered to the Lord. They fellowshiped with one another like we do, you know, but, but they, they waited. Just wait for it. Don't become lazy. Galatians 6.9 says, you will reap if you faint not. I read that scripture wrong. I'm, I apologize. Hebrews 6.12 says, we don't want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherited what was promised. And then the scripture that I had said was Galatians 6.9, you will reap if you faint not. So both of them really are saying something very similar. But you always get the goods if you're willing to be patient and just wait for it. Isn't that good? Isaiah 26.3, he says, He will keep you in perfect and constant peace. He whose mind is steadfast, focused on him, because he trusts in him. So just trust in him and, and come to him with expectation that you're going to receive what his word says you're going to receive. You're going to receive the joy, which is your strength. You're going to receive peace in the midst of that storm. You're going to receive grace and strength to deal with whatever it is you're dealing with. You're going to receive healing and health. Whatever it is you're coming to the throne room for, you're going to receive it, but don't come just to get. Just come to worship him. Come because he's the king of kings and lord of lords. Come because you love him and he's your savior. And in the middle of that resting and ceasing from your labor of trying to get, 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 he says you're still going to receive whatever it is you need. Because he's a good father. Amen? Everything good and perfect comes from the father above. My last 
scripture here is Acts 1, 4, and 5, just so we remember, we remember how they received the promise. While they were staying, while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me that John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So it took patience, and it took them just waiting. Hallelujah. <laughs> and we're out. No. <laughs> um, I, I hope that encouraged you just Maybe you're on the the edge, you know. Maybe you've been feeling like I did. I, and that's why God was teaching me, just wait for I've had several breakthroughs this week. But I want to say, like, and I mean, I'm teaching messages and I'm teaching you the word and everything like that. But I want to say, like, as much as I'm hungry, I wasn't getting what I hungered for, you know. And that's what I'm talking about. But the Lord's, like, teaching me patience and teaching me, like, just wait a little longer. Don't don't just be so ready to like leave my presence. Just wait a little longer. I have more for you. Just get refilled more. You're gonna receive something so great that that you're you don't even, you weren't even asking for it. And I'm just speaking that to you. You know, not it's not what he was speaking to me. I'm speaking that to you. You're gonna be so glad you did this. You're gonna be so glad that you purposed to spend time at the feet of Jesus. And not to get, but just to love on him, you're gonna start receiving more than you thought you could have. You're gonna start having more dreams, more visions, more encounters with God than you knew was possible simply because you're changing your mindset of why you're spending time with him. And God's on that right now. Just love on him, and a breakthrough is about to happen. Amen? So, Father, we just thank you for breakthrough in the realm of the Spirit. And Father, we just thank you for your direction by your Holy Spirit that's leading us and guiding us and directing us on right paths. Right paths meaning how to spend time with you and, and a purpose behind it, Lord, just to love on you, to lavish love upon you, to worship you, Lord, with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and all our strength. And I thank you in response to resting in your presence and ceasing from our works and labors. Lord, we're gonna receive even so much more than we came for. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for that. And I thank you. I just speak that over your people. And I just declare that they come to dreams, visions, revelations, visitations, encounters, trances, translations, whatever you have for them in your word, Lord. I believe it's for us now. And I just release that to them right now in the name of Jesus. And I command every blockage, every hindrance, every wrong mindset, anything that was standing in the way of us receiving from you, I just command that. Be thou removed and cast into the sea. And I just speak and declare breakthrough over your people in in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to take up tonight's um, tithes and offerings.